0: I always ask people if they want to do meditation. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Okay, cool. I feel like it always helps me like kind of get whatever energy I've been carrying around. I like that. All day. Out I'm of inspired. My body, and I'll put on some healing frequencies. <laughs> I think I'm like getting a therapy session right now.
1: Sion <laughs> come on my podcast, I'm going to cleanse your soul.
0: <laughs> hey guys. You are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion. I am your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. I'm hoping this podcast brings you some comfort. I am joined by the one, the only, Autumn. I feel like everyone has wanted you to come on for a while, and I've been like, yes. So excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for our conversation.
1: We've been friends for like three years now. So this is a fun, exciting
0: moment. Mm -hmm. We're podcasting together now. I just want to have you introduce yourself. What is your sun, moon, rising? Tell us all about She's Plant-Based. Well, my name is Autumn. I'm the creator of She's Plant-Based.
1: My sun is Leo, my moon is Taurus, and my rising is Virgo. I have a lot of earth placements, which is really cool. It makes sense. I used to be a Leo, like, Leo when I was younger like I had to be center of attention like in the middle always putting on a performance and then I feel like I've transitioned more into more of like a grounded self feel like I'm more of like my my rising and my moon mm-hmm. versus my son
0: yeah in some ways Leo is the fierce leader and you still have that for sure you still are lion-hearted Leo where it's like you love people mm-hmm. with your whole heart but then I think the Taurus and the Virgo make you like it's like very grounded
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so it's an interesting
0: combination yeah it's nice which one is your favorite placement
1: i really like my rising i just love the virgo in me my friends would always say like i'm a virgo like i'm just like organized on top of my stuff but i also like my taurus moon because i'm like all about like cozy vibes candles tea yes bath skincare like just like being comfortable.
0: Taurus Moon is I love that placement. It's nice. Yeah. Do you have anything else in your chart that this is my favorite placement?
1: Mm, I feel like I just don't know too much about astrology. I need to get more into it. Yeah. It's so confusing
0: to me. <laughs> like I think you're that...
1: so good at it. You're like <laughs> I knew that. And like the way that you explain things. I'm like it's another language to me sometimes but I think it's so fascinating that when you learn new things I'm like wow that makes so much sense
0: I was like way too into that as a teenager when I was a teenager astrology crystals all that stuff it just fascinated me because it was just so different from what I grew up with I had like a catholic mom and an atheist dad so different yeah So I was like going to witch shops. (laughs) I know. It's like,
1: it's like a ground that you should not be touching. Yeah.
0: So I think it was like a way for me to rebel a little bit. Right. Remind me what your moon and rising are again. I'm a Cancer moon, Mm. which is just like sensitive, hyper aware of my surroundings, very like loving.
1: That's very much you.
0: Yeah. My Cancer moon, I swear, is my probably like most obvious placement Yeah, you're like very emotionally intelligent. Like I feel like you
1: really pick up on people.
0: That's so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like you are too, though. I think the first thing that really drew me towards you when we were first friends, I could just see that you, like, genuinely cared about what I had to say and what Mm -hmm. other people had to say. Us becoming friends was just the easiest thing. It was so easy. Very easy. And I feel the same way about you. How did we end up hanging out for the first time? I have
1: no idea. I think, like, me, you, and Sophia just... Like, we just started making plans to hang out. Yeah. I just remember, like, coming to L.A. or you guys coming out to Long Beach to my Long Beach apartment. We went to the beach a lot. We went to the beach a lot. Explored a lot.
0: I think our friendship for me was very eye-opening that I could be in a friendship with someone that we were so into the same things. Mm -hmm. And we could be not competitive with each other. And we could genuinely just lift each other up and inspire each other and just be doing our own thing while also creating together and collaborating and Mm. we did a lot of collaborating we
1: did a lot yeah like I really miss such like a fun I don't know it was like a really new time when we all kind of started doing content creation Mm -hmm. and so it was like a new space that we were tapping into and it was like super fun and exciting and like you said just bonding with the girls who I didn't feel like judged I didn't feel judged by, like, any of my friends. Yeah. And it was
0: fun. Tell us more about She's Plant Based for those who don't know you. Yeah.
1: So I started She's Plant Based in 2017, actually. And it was supposed to be, like, an anonymous thing. I was just, like, didn't really want to show my face, share my voice. Obviously, it was, like, a scary thing for me. But I remember I started it when I got back from my trip to Bali. And I was so inspired by all of the vegan food because I found so much healing with plant-based eating coming from an eating disorder and being so restrictive and then being introduced to like the vegan lifestyle where there's so much abundance and like food is healing and food is medicine. And so when I really started tapping into that and I saw how much food could actually heal me and that it doesn't have to be the scary thing, I felt really called to just share that online and also having friends who push me like, what do you make that's like vegan? Like how you make healthy meals and like all this stuff so even for people who weren't vegan like how can I add more plants into my diet and so I just started off originally as a food account just posting like food recipes and I remember my first picture my first recipe was a lentil soup that post took me like two hours to make I was like damn like what am I getting myself into (laughs) this is hard yeah um, And then, like, it kind of just, like, fizzled a little bit. I got into a relationship, and that was, like, a whole thing in itself. But after getting out of that relationship, I was like, okay, like, I really want to pursue this, like, full-time She's plant-based. Because in my relationship, I just felt, like, really judged for that, and so I lost that passion and inspiration mm. for it. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I see a future with this, so I was really consistent with posting. This was in... 2019 and then my account kind of just took off which was really cool to see and the evolution has been really cool because I was first starting off as this college student just graduated college and then you know I had a baking business I had a business called the conscious collective where we're doing events and so now I'm at a place where with my business where I'm doing health coaching which has been super rewarding content creation doing workshops just really trying to be more involved in the health and wellness space.
0: It has been crazy for me just seeing you go from we're like all baking these recipes, like I would make them like first thing in the morning sometimes. Like I would be like Good morning, it is time to go make like Snicker like vegan Snickers bars (laughs) like first thing in the morning before I had like school to you've turned this into a full time thing, which is just Mm -hmm. so cool. And I think it's really expansive for a lot of people who want to leave their traditional jobs to look at you and be like, okay, you went from, you were waitressing full time, right? Yeah,
1: I was at a restaurant. I was there for seven years. Quitting that job was the scariest thing. And then now I'm here, it's just like every day I'm like, pinch me. Like, I'm in a dream. (laughs) Because it's like something that I dreamt about for so long. And I think that was probably one of the toughest decisions was leaving that job. Just, like, saying yes and fully committing to myself really showed me, okay, you got this. Mm -hmm. When you fully step into something and give it that energy, like, it is going to grow. Especially when there's so much love and good intentions behind it. Like, that's always going to come back. The reward's always going to come back.
0: And Autumn has been one of my biggest expanders in just feeling okay with living a more sober, curious lifestyle. And so I just want to talk about your story, how you got into living a more sober, curious lifestyle. I mean, so like backstory, if we're going to go down the root of it, like addiction is something
1: that runs in my family and it's something that I've always been aware of on my dad's side of the family. And, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. I never saw him drinking though. He quit when I was four. So it's something that's always been in my, my blood. So obviously with my dad's story and, you know, him telling me drinking's not cool like I just remember him always telling me okay you think it's cool in high school and then you're drinking in high school and then you drink in college and you're still doing the same thing and then you begin to carry that and then now all of a sudden you're an alcoholic and it's kind of like this thing that is just so ingrained in our society and culture, just being around alcohol. When we celebrate, we drink. When we're sad, we drink. Like, there's always an excuse to drink. And you'd always tell me these things, but I just like didn't get it at that age. But by just like knowing that my dad was sober and stuff, I always told myself, I'm never drinking. I'm never drinking, I'm never smoking, I'm never getting into all that stuff. And it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school I remember my first time drinking, it was like wine. And I took like three sips and I thought I was so drunk. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> running around. I'm like, yeah. I'm so drunk, yeah. you guys. <laughs> and um, it kind of just like began, Start. it started from there. Like it was just like this fun thing. And it was a way to like let loose, but also a way to like escape reality. Mm-hmm. I think growing up was really tough for me. And living with parents who weren't fully healed I mean are we ever fully healed though but just like emotionally immature and just being around violence in the home and all that stuff like it's hard and so I think for me like drinking was my escape and it was a way for me to get out of the house and it was a way for me to connect with other people around me Mm -hmm. it was also like the status thing oh if you drink you're cool It's fun for a little bit until, you know, you start drinking to the point of blacking out. Like, this is scary to admit, but, like, my friends and I, like, our group name was the Blackout Squad. Like, Mm -hmm. our guy friends, like, we were known as the Blackout Squad. Like, that was drinking. Like, I didn't know anything outside of that, and Mm -hmm. everyone around me was doing that, too. Our high school was literally called Los Alcoholics Mm -hmm. because it was just a crazy party school, and that was all that there was to do in our area, because a lot of the kids just had money, so we were bored. Mm -hmm. Drinking and blacking out was just a cycle for me, and there was always a part of me, though, that felt, like, super guilty, or felt embarrassed, like, you know, what did I do, what did I say, oh my god, I was crying, like, a lot of things would come up for me when I was drinking. I was Mm -hmm. the girl sometimes who would just start crying and cause a scene. And I just didn't know why though. There was moments even when I would get angry. I was like an angry drunk. And I was like, why are all these emotions coming up? And so it wasn't until I moved out of my parents' house, I moved up north to live with my aunt and uncle. And that was a really big eye-opening experience for me like oh I'm drinking because I'm suppressing my emotions. There's a lot of things that have gone on in my life that I've just pushed aside. Things with my parents I haven't addressed. Things I saw as a kid that I haven't addressed. Emotions that I won't even let myself feel. Like I wouldn't you know in my normal day-to-day life let myself get angry or cry. Like that only came out when I was drinking and so it was like enhancing everything that I felt. So leaving my home environment was really healing in a way and I was away from alcohol but then I ended up moving back home and kind of got carried back into that lifestyle and definitely like got even deeper because that's when I started getting into drugs Mm -hmm. and you know doing cocaine and getting into the festival scene and raving and you know doing Molly and ecstasy and like I don't know what's in my drugs as well and so it was fun for me though like it was fun but at the root of it it was an escape And, um, you know, even for my friends, like, were those even real friends or were we just friends because we bonded over drinking and getting high together? It was hard though. Like I, I don't, I never like fully enjoyed it. Like after the weekend was over, I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. But then I'd fall back into that cycle and it was such a hard thing for me to get out of. And for me, like not even fully understanding my addictive personality, it's just like weird. Like this light would just switch and I would just like I would like I was just so disconnected from myself. Like I couldn't stop drinking. Like I physically couldn't stop drinking. When the drugs were around like there was no stopping until like, you know, I passed out or until like everyone wanted to leave. Like I had no boundaries with it. I just like didn't understand it. So that was like a really interesting thing and I think just over time, kind of just like this back and forth, not drinking and partying, then going back into that and having it be the same thing. It really just made me realize, okay, I really need to sit with this
0: and see why this is happening and what's actually going on. When was the first time you realized, okay, maybe this is something that really needs to be changed? Summer of 2021,
1: I'm seeing Anna Maria. She's this psychic, but not even just like a psychic. She was more like a coach to me. I remember I had like a really traumatic drinking experience and it really woke me up. And I was scared because I saw myself falling back into old patterns. Even though I'm like my like 25, almost 26-year-old self at this time, I felt like my like 16-year-old self all over again. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that there was just like this impulse in me that I couldn't just stop drinking. And although over time my relationship with alcohol has evolved so much, I wasn't partying crazy but I was around alcohol and old friends again and it ignited something. And so I remember being on the call with her and like the first thing that she was saying to me, she's like, I see you like around like drugs and getting involved in bad things and all this stuff and drinking and partying. I was like, what? I was like, that's so weird. I was like, this really bad thing happened to me, you know, this past weekend with alcohol and all this stuff. She's like, oh, like that's why this is coming up. Like, that's why I see that. And she's like, She's like addiction runs in your family. She's like on your dad's family. I was like, yeah. She's like past your grandpa because my grandpa was an addict. My aunt was an addict. Wow. My dad was an addict, and so she said it like was rooted back from like to like my great grandfather or something like that's where it started and it's been passed down. I was like, okay, I really need to like do some healing around this. And so we started going into the patterns of why I drink now and I think just a big thing and what I saw my dad doing the same thing was like after a long day after work he would drink a pack of beer or it was like more like a social thing like you want to feel included you want to be around people so like we feel like we have to drink alcohol and so for me I found myself um, drinking after a long stressful day like that was the way that I was decompressing Uh, not even just a drink but like sometimes a bottle of wine Also just like going out, like it's just something that was social and fun for me. It made me feel very free. It made me feel more outgoing and social. Like my friends had this running joke when I was like in high school or even in my early college days. I was that person that would drink and then I'd go like make friends with a whole different group of people. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized like that's what I'm really craving is just human connection. I want to feel loved. I want to feel accepted. And so by drinking, I think it's going to give me that. But with me, like it's just, it would just turn into a darker thing. Because yeah. then I would binge and then I'd feel depressed the next day and feel anxious. So summer of 2021 was a really big turning point for me. And so I completely cut it out for 95 days or something like that. And it was a really big learning experience for me. Mm -hmm. taught me so much about myself and how I can show up in the world in this new way and that like you don't need
0: alcohol to have fun you don't need alcohol to be social probably made you reevaluate relationships around you Mm too and how you spend your time and when you said that it was a way for you to feel free when you Mm -hmm. would drink and it was a way for you to feel connected when we don't get feelings of freedom in Mm -hmm. any area of our life or feelings of connection will go out and we can seek that in like a really harmful way i connect with you saying like you would go out to feel connected to others Mm -hmm. so much because i think that at the root of everything that's why we do it right Mm -hmm. we do it to belong we do it to feel like we're a part of something and that's why probably you and I are part of the wellness space, kind (laughs) of. You know, it's like community is important for humans, and Mm -hmm. so is just feeling a sense of belonging. So is making sure you do things that make you feel free. So I'm kind of curious, were there things you were able to replace what you did when you were drinking? Like, did you have a place you found community and a place that you found freedom, you know, how did you Mm -hmm. fulfill those feelings without having to drink? A big thing is just, like, I love doing
1: dinners with friends, even just coffee. We always go out to coffee or dinner together. It's so fun. And it's, like, it's my favorite thing. I don't need to go get a drink at dinner. I don't need to drink and get crazy like I would do with some friends' dinners. And I realize it's just, like, the act of like being around my friends, I like the conversations. Like that's, that's what I really like. And so being able to like create a space where that can happen, making a plan, going to dinner, um, going to coffee, even just like working at a coffee shop. I think even like with our with, with doing social media, it can feel really isolating, mm-hmm. and that can kind of like make you go crazy. <laughs> And so making sure that I was just getting out of the house and doing things that made me feel good and making sure that I am being social, like I just don't have to like go to a bar to hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like at that bar, you can't even hear anyone. No. I'm like, you can't have good conversations. Like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like going to dinners, even just like having chill nights in with friends, like watching movies, just telling friends to come over, cooking Um, I remember like last winter I was starting to like paint a lot and that was like a really fun way to just one, find a new hobby and make room for something else. Being outdoors more. So working out, hiking, going to the beach, like just being out in nature for me is something that I feel really connected to. And I know you do too it's so healing. Like each time I will like go to the ocean, like I need to do this every day. Yeah. Like, why do I forget that this is here? It's such a healing experience. So, um, I remember a big thing that I was doing too. I was going to the beach a lot in the morning and like doing cold plunges. Oh, that sounds amazing. Like that was a freeing experience running to the ocean while it's freezing outside and the ocean's Mm -hmm. freezing felt so good I felt so alive I felt so energized I'm like oh I can get this from other things
0: right that is the most powerful part I think about deciding okay I'm taking all of my energy back from this thing that is draining me and then I'm going to find other activities that give me actual Healthy dopamine hits, (laughs) like because that's at the end of it, it's like your brain just wants dopamine Mm -hmm. for me, at least. In my time of stopping drinking, I have definitely a very different story than you do with drinking. I think I just have very bad anxiety, and so I realized I was making my anxiety and mental health just. 10 times worse every single time I would drink. I would wake up in the middle of the night, heart palpitations, Mm. panic attacks, and I think that when I tried to taper down the amount that I was drinking, like, I went from, you know, going out like a normal 20-year-old, having three, four drinks, having the anxiety cycle, and then as I tapered down, my body would just reject it. Every single Mm -hmm. time I would drink, it didn't matter if I had one drink, two drinks, every single time, full-blown anxiety, feeling out of it Mm -hmm. for the next few days, and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, the high highs are not worth it for the low lows. If you're someone who struggles with mental health, drinking is just so hard on your brain, and it really does trigger anxiety and depression, and Mm -hmm. so I was just like, you know what? I'm taking all this energy back. I'm taking all this power back, and I'm going to put it into things that I feel good after I do it. For me, that was why I started running. I feel like I get all that energy out of my body that is pent up. I feel like I'm able to think about things while I'm running. And then after, I just feel like a million dollars. And I think for you, going to the gym, I love going to the gym too. Like, that's a huge thing. It's such a mood booster. And once you do things that actually make you feel good and you continue doing it for a while, you're like, how could I ever go back to doing that? Like, Mm -hmm. how could I go back to doing that thing that felt so harmful? to myself and I was in these cycles where I felt like I was you know having the ups and downs I I don't have that anymore I don't have the high highs and low lows and I'll get like I have my sad days for sure but now I feel like I have these like tools where okay I'm feeling a little bit sad I need to go walk in the sunshine and like breathe fresh air mm-hmm. I'm feeling lonely I need to go make dinner with a friend and like talk to them like knowing that your things can be resolved without having to have a drink mm-hmm. or having something external I guess
1: yeah and we like when we forget that I feel like the easy thing is to gravitate towards
0: that drink yeah well because it's the easy fix anyone in the health and wellness space will tell you the easy fix is never, like, the real... Yeah. It's always getting to the root of things that actually makes you feel better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's true, and, like, I've noticed, too, like, I like what you said. Like, drinking and stuff, like, you are giving up your power. Like, this thing, like, you're giving alcohol the power. Oh, this thing is is what's going to fix me. It's like, no, you can find that within yourself. And when you realize, okay, each person's different, like... You really like running. That's been your outlet. Recently, now the gym has been my outlet—like lifting weights, like feeling like a badass, going out in nature, like doing whatever. And so, when you find that thing, it changes it for you. Mm-hmm. It really changes it for you.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. And I think also like just surrounding yourself with people who are proud of your choices and who respect your choices, even mm-hmm. if they don't have the same ones mm-hmm. is so important. Like I have not had one person in my life not respond in a positive way to me stepping back from drinking. And I remember I told Cole, I was taking a break from it because I consider myself someone who's sober curious. I'm not completely sober. Yeah. I mean,
1: sober curious just means you're really questioning your relationship with alcohol. It doesn't mean that you're, like, fully sober. I don't like labeling
0: it as fully sober. Yeah.
1: What if I want a sip of wine? Yeah. I don't want to put myself in a box and, like, make
0: myself feel bad if I actually want something. And also, I think, too, like, you know, you can always change your relationship to something without having to cut something out, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with food. It's, like, if you want to have a more healthy lifestyle and eat more healthy foods, you don't have to cut out cookies or Mm -hmm. whatever foods are your favorite foods. I know that drinking is something I probably will want to do on special occasions or every once in a while when I'm just feeling it. And so I think it's okay to decide that your relationship to something is unhealthy and to Reevaluate it without having to cut something out forever or say I'm done forever like obviously you can if you want black and white thinking personally doesn't work for me same the second I say you can't ever have that thing again to myself I want it same I told Cole I decided I was gonna do a dry January and February because I have my half marathon in March so I was like easy I don't really drink anyway I'm just gonna like say I'm doing it just to see how I feel and he was like well you don't have a drinking problem and I was like no I don't have a drinking problem I just am reevaluating my relationship to it and I think that if you don't like how you're feeling when you're doing something you can take a step back from it Mm -hmm. it's just like anything else in life and Mm -hmm. it's been so deeply ingrained in our brains that drinking is just, like, a part of life, like, you ha- like,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you have to drink. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> it's this weird thing. No shame to, like, friends that, like, I-, I have who, who like to drink a lot, but, like, when I'm around them, like, old friends, and I tell them I'm not drinking, they're, like, they don't respect it, and they think it's, like, this, like, weird thing, and, like, now I'm the boring friend, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, mm I'm more fun. 2020, I actually went 75 days without alcohol. I did 75 hard during that summer. And I went to a bachelorette party, sober, and everyone was so worried for me. I was the only one up having a blast. (laughs) Everyone else that drank was, like, passed out. I'm like, it's midnight. I'm, like, shaking my ass. I'm
0: like, who said that you need alcohol to have fun? Yeah. So. You don't. uh -uh. You really don't. No matter what you do in life, people are always going to just project their own feelings onto what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I went out to dinner with a group of people, and they were all like, oh, you're not drinking? Because they were all drinking. And I was like, no, I'm I'm not. And they're like, well, like, why not? Like, you just, like, why aren't you doing it? And they were just kind of, like, questioning me. They weren't being, Mm -hmm. like, disrespectful or anything. And they were like, well, I'm not going to do that. And I was like... (laughs) I was like, it's okay. Like, you have your drink. Like, I'm not... Yeah. So, I think... People always think that you're, like, judging them, too. Yes. Which, I think it's, like, so funny. Because I, like... I love a glass of wine myself. I I actually enjoy the experience of drinking. It's more just the feelings after for me. It's, like, the cost and effect, right? Like, it's just not worth it. Because there are pros and cons of it, right? It's, like, pros it's like a fun experience when you're with other people, cons, everyone has different cons, but like you have to, I think, just decide for yourself.
1: I feel like my sober curious journey started September of 2021. And then I went like those 90 plus days without alcohol. And then I slowly started introducing it again, not drinking a lot. Like I was at a two drink max and really at a really balanced place with alcohol like I would go you know a couple months without it have a glass of wine whatever it was normal um but I even found for me like even having those two drinks maybe three drinks I would wake up and feel so depressed and it's not a fun feeling and I think that we forget alcohol is a depressant Mm -hmm. and so like back to what you were saying like is it worse that like little bit of like buzz and high that you get from alcohol. Cause like I will admit, like it is nice. It is. We yeah. like it.
0: There's a reason we do it. There's a reason
1: we do it. <laughs> yeah. It takes the edge off. Things it does. feel really loose yeah. and it's fun. And so I'm never gonna say I'm never gonna have a glass of wine from time to no. time. Like I still do, but it's not to the extent. And so I think it's just like for me now being more mindful of, like, when I'm doing it, how much I'm consuming, Mm, mm -hmm. who I'm around, the environment that I'm in, and I really relate to the the aspect of, like, feeling really anxious and depressed the next day, because it's hard, and I know it's the alcohol. It's not you. Do you have any tips
0: for people going out sober?
1: The biggest thing is when going out, I don't think that you need to necessarily have an explanation, but I think like, for me, like, I would just, like, let my friends know, like, where I'm at. Like, when I first started on my journey, like, hey, I'm not drinking. So, yeah, like, respect that, basically. I didn't even have to say that. And people are really um, supportive. So, if you feel like there's, like, a friend in your group that you can really trust, tell that friend. And they can almost be, like, like almost like a security comfort thing for you. Because for me, at least personally, I get really bad social anxiety and like being out around a lot of people if I were to go to the bars or a club or even like a really loud busy restaurant I get really really anxious and I think for me just like having someone know like where I'm at what I'm going through that I'm not drinking has been really helpful because I was actually in a situation where my friends wanted to go out and I was with this girl that I didn't know too well but I was also like with a good friend of mine we went to this bar immediately I can feel like the anxiety just like flushing in me I was like I'm gonna have a panic attack and it was the scariest feeling and I was like there I'm like trying to play it off I'm trying to play it off and I was like we need to get out of here this other girl like has no idea what's going on and I'm like having a panic attack and I think just like having someone there that I feel safe around helped me a lot in the beginning when I was really going through a lot of healing now I'm fine it's not a big deal But that's something that personally has really helped me. Um, I think, too, it's the act of like holding something if I'm going out. So like holding a sparkling water that can also look like you are having an alcoholic drink so people aren't asking questions like, why aren't you drinking? Um, I found that that's helpful. No one has to know. No one has to know. And so just holding on to my drink is almost like a security blanket. Doing other things like chewing on a piece of gum is really helpful for me, like, when I'm in those settings. Um I think the biggest thing, though, is, like, when you're going out, it's going to really make you question your relationship with those people that you do go out with. Totally. Totally. Because I'm, like, I'm lucky enough to be going out with people that I feel safe around, and I can let loose and be my wild, weird self. But there's definitely friends that I've had in the past where I felt like I couldn't be like that. It's going to make you probably want to pull back from certain relationships doesn't mean you need to pull back from all but like making sure when you do go out you at least have one person there that you feel really comfortable and safe around and I've just noticed in the beginning when I was going out more there were times where I was just around such good people that I just felt this natural high like I felt drunk I would get home and I was like did I drink Like you almost like get this high from people, which is so interesting. And I thought that was such an interesting experience that you can still channel that energy just around being, being around good energy and high vibe people and fun music and you're dancing and getting out of your head and like getting more into your body. So like dancing is something that really helps me being around good music. Like you want to make sure the place that you're going to is a vibe. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like the setting of a place is so important.
0: Totally. Do you actually want to be there? Yeah. Do you actually like the people you're with? When you don't have alcohol, you can't escape. You can't numb how you're Brilliant. really feeling. I have grown to really appreciate my friends in a way that I don't think I did when I drank before. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I like actually feel so safe around these people. Mm-hmm. And I feel so comfortable. But I've also been in situations where I'm, I don't. And I, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily want to be there. And I'm like, okay, this is how I actually feel and social anxiety is totally hard I definitely have it a little bit not drinking and going out but usually if you're talking to strangers they don't know that you're not drinking they don't know like I have my emotional support ginger ale in my hand (laughs) I always have my honestly always even on planes like it's like it's always there it's always there and like people don't know you're not (laughs) drinking and it actually feels good to be more cognitively aware in a place where you're with a bunch of strangers mm-hmm. than to be, like, not really aware of your surroundings. I yeah. agree. Yeah.
1: Totally. You, have that drink with you, though. And, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being mindful of who you are around because I found myself, when I'm going out with people I don't really, like, like, or mm-hmm. maybe I feel awkward around or, like, whatever that's when I get the most drunk. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm going to drink more because I already am stepping into the situation feeling uncomfortable. I don't really like these people. So it's like, why am I even putting myself
0: in that position? What do you think are the biggest things you have gained since you have cut down on drinking? Oh my God.
1: Mental clarity, energy, inspiration, flow, like, I feel like I've been able to show up so much better in my business. I feel inspired. I wake up on a Sunday morning feeling good. I can go to the farmer's market. I'm not hungover, depressed, and sad. And then Monday comes, and I'm like, oh, my God. I still, like... Because, like, for me, I would still feel the effects. hmm Same. For days, for days days. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been really cool to go through this journey with my boyfriend, Because when I first met him, he was definitely drinking a lot more than me. And I was not drinking really. Um, And having him go through his own experience and showing him, Hey, like we can go out and have fun and not drink together. And so it's just been a really cool thing for our relationship. And we've been making room for other things that we want to do. He's teaching me how to like play chess. That's so cool. Yeah. We'll go like go on night walks. We'll do like cute movie nights, dinners, you know, we just have this whole list of things that we want to do and we're actually doing
0: those things. Queen's Gambit Autumn. Yeah. Have you seen that show? I've seen a little bit of it. Okay. It's, it's yeah. such a good show. Yeah. I always thought it, I was like, I want to learn how to play chess. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so nice. You have a partner though that supports you and that is also just on the same wavelength because I think that can be mm-hmm. something that's really hard if who you surround yourself with is who you're gonna become like 100 because yeah. I was in a relationship um when I was 23 and
1: our whole relationship was alcohol mm. that was our relationship it was just us getting drunk together and then I felt depressed that entire relationship and I was like, well no wonder why like we're not like it's not a healing experience like we're yeah. just getting drunk. We, then when you're drunk and you're with your partner and you start fighting and like it just like wasn't a good mix. So it's been a really cool experience to be with someone who's been on the same wave as me and we're all on this journey together. You know, we're just making sure that we we feel our best. But I think overall, like it really opens up this new door of opportunities, and I think that you can really rediscover new things about yourself, or just discover new things about yourself that you didn't even know you liked. If you would have told me last year that I was going to become a gym girly
0: I would have laughed same the way we were like anti not anti but like (laughs) we we did not go to the gym no we were like Pilates girls too I still love Pilates. I still love it I go once a week the best yeah but like we were like hardcore Pilates girls Mm -hmm. only yeah it's just made me a healthier person and now I take creatine so things have changed Here we did, are. No, I actually did try How is it. How um, was well, okay, it? Well, okay, so did. I took one, and it, like, broke me out like crazy. Mm. It actually broke me out again. I don't know what creatine is. Is it, like, a... It's natural. Okay. Like, it's, like, a supplement, so I thought it was fine, and I, I heard the Symbiotica one is, like, the most clean one, and mm. I, like, went and talked to the nutrition person at Erwan about it, and I was, like, let's do it. Like, sold. Sold. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so told me, person sure. told me to do it. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> but I took it on my run yesterday, and I was like, when did I become a gym bro? I'm taking creatine right now. you <laughs> like,
1: I'm getting my supplements. Yeah,
0: but it did break me out again, so That's a bummer. I don't think I'll be... Try beet juice. It does make you feel like... You're yeah, on X game mode. Yeah, I love though. that. Yeah, beet juice. That's that's what I need to try. That's what you do.
1: Yeah, it increases like your your oxygen in the body. Do you
0: take it with anything else?
1: I just drink plain beet like juice. Raw. My energy levels. I'm going ham. Mm-hmm. I feel like a superhuman when I'm working out. I'm just going. Mm-hmm. I went to like a hit workout Saturday and I drink beet juice before. I'm like, mm, this is easy. I'm like the beet juice gives you so much energy like athletes use it swimmers use it so they can like hold their breath longer underwater like top performing athletes use it it's really great there's a lot of research on it
0: i am going to pick up beet juice where do you get it
1: uh whole foods i like the brand liquid sold 100 percent beet juice (laughs) so i'm gonna get everyone on beet juice autumn is not sponsored guys i'm not (laughs) sponsored yeah too many um, people drink Celsius. So.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that also makes me break out. I think I'm just really sensitive to I'm sensitive too to everything. Same. <laughs> I'm like was is it because my period is coming? Is it because <laughs> I've been through a lot lately? Is it because i had creatine I don't know? Could be all the above. Yeah, it could be all of the above. Do you have any other tips for anyone who is trying to live a more sober curious lifestyle? I would say start small. I think when people think about going, like, sober, like, don't
1: even label it as that. Mm-hmm. Just think of it, I'm going to do a 30-day challenge. And that's where I started, because I remember originally um, Anna Maria was like, okay, we're going to, like, you got to do this for the rest of your life. And I was like, "Nah." She's like, okay, let's do 30 days. Mm-hmm. Let's just try 30 days and then see where you go from there. And then 30 turned into 60, 60 turned into 90. I was like, okay, just, like, baby steps and not labeling it as, like, I am sober. Just mm-hmm. say, I'm sober curious or I'm not drinking right now and I feel like that puts a lot of, like, takes a lot of the stress and pressure off of yourself. Um, I would say try, like, natural things that can help you alter your state. So, like, teas, um, things that are going to, like, calm you down. Mm-hmm. Um, CBD. CBD. I like the kin drinks. Those are really oh, nice. Those are
0: so I drink, like, a couple
1: of those and I feel good.
0: Yeah like a purple, do you like the purple one or the orange one? I like the orange. The orange, okay. Yeah, yeah I like the purple one, but I feel like I just like the taste of that one the most. Yeah.
1: yeah, I would say just experiment with things that can also just like naturally change the way that you feel. Even doing something, like I I went to um breathwork class. Mm-hmm. Breathwork will literally give you a It does. it is the craziest thing and I was talking to the instructor and it was crazy because for me when I was doing it it almost felt like a like a psychedelic experience like I was like coming up on molly or something but obviously like not wasn't molly and it wasn't as intense but it really felt like I went through the phases of like being on ecstasy and it was the craziest thing and I talked to her about that and she's like actually a lot of recovering addicts are told to do breath work because it gives them that same sensation that Mm -hmm. like a drug would or alcohol would give you and it's a really healthy alternative and I think just like playing around mocktails I like I genuinely love the taste of alcohol I love wine I love a tequila drink so for me mocktails I just have to be drinking Mm -hmm. something that tastes good and like can like almost mimic alcohol
0: non alcoholic beer. I think there's non alcoholic wine too? There is. Yeah.
1: There's so many different things now, which is really cool, and I feel like that can be a really great transition for someone who genuinely like does love the taste of alcohol. So like making your favorite drink but non alcoholic. And you mm-hmm. can get that at restaurants. You can. Like you can just say no alcohol. And so it's fun and you're like wait I actually like don't need it. Or even if you are like sober curious and you want to have that first drink, whatever But then switching to mocktails the rest of the night or switching Mm -hmm. to like a kin drink. So I just think that those things are helpful in allowing yourself to, you know, maybe write down a list of things that you've been wanting to do and doing that and making room for those activities. You're like, wait, they bring me so much joy and I'm creating experiences where a lot of times I feel like with alcohol and partying and going out, like, are we really creating experiences if we're that drunk? We don't always remember I think it can induce a lot of anxiety. What did I say? What did I do? Oh my god, I don't remember. Like, how did I get home? Like, I can't believe I, like, binged on Jack in the Box. I can't believe right. I did this or that. And so I think that allowing yourself to just create memorable experiences. But, yeah, I think, too, like, I feel like a big question that I get asked a lot is, like, you know, all my friends, all they do is drink. Begin to be the leader in that and change that. Yes. Do you want to go to a Pilates class with me? Like, do you want to go to the farmer's market? Do you want to go on a walk? Do you want to do a dinner night at my house? And like, if they decide to bring alcohol to the dinner night or the game night or whatever that it is, like, so be that. But like, also you can begin to show your friends that there's other things that you can begin to do and people will begin to realize, oh wait, like, this is more fun.
0: And I think too, if you're like, the only thing my friends want to do is like drink and go out. That can be super isolating and can feel very lonely. But in any area of life, when you're deciding that you want to start a new journey or you want to shift your life dramatically, you have to accept that there's going to be parts of discomfort and there's Mm -hmm. going to be parts of shedding that occur. Sometimes you do, unfortunately, have to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. these relationships are only there when I drink. I talked in my last podcast episode about friends of the heart versus friends of the road and Mm. just knowing that friends of the road are the ones that you might go out with but you might not have these like super deep connections with and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you have friendships like that but you also might need to make more space in your life to cultivate those friends of the heart who you can do these more soulful Mm. activities with if you're craving those types of things or being around people who just fill your cup up in ways that don't involve drinking. In order to gain things in your life, you always have to sometimes let go of things. Everything comes with sacrifice. It's true. It's really true. I think it's a hard truth, but if
1: you really want to see things shift... If you want different friends, you have to begin to, like, show up differently and do different things. And I get it. Like, I went through a period where I had no friends. Same. (laughs) Like, for a while. And it's hard, but I'm so proud of that version of myself. And I know you are, too. Just, like, zoning in on yourself. Like, okay, like, maybe I don't have people that I vibe with, but okay, I'm really going to take this time to focus on myself. I'm going to do things... That I enjoy doing, I'm going to meet people in those spaces, mm-hmm. and that's where we met
0: all of our friends. Like, yeah, just like DMing health and wellness people. Mm-hmm. There are people out there, no matter what you are seeking in life. There are people out there. You just have to, I think, just like know that and trust that, and those are the times when you grow the most. The magic dark moments where you're like, okay, universe, I'm sitting here patiently doing all the things. When <laughs> is it coming? You know, and it will it will if you just align with believing you're deserving of those things and being confident that it's going to come
1: no it always does and it always works out and i think it's super easy to be like oh i'm never gonna meet anyone i'm never going to you know whatever that it is and there's an abundance of people like i love i love like i've seen a few of these quotes that go around it's like you haven't had like your best experiences of your life yet and you haven't even met like the best people like you haven't even met the people who are going to change your life the most yet Mm -hmm. and it's like such an important reminder like you still have so much ahead of you and sometimes people are in your life for certain chapters and they'll leave and they were in your life for a certain reason and now like if you're feeling this pull to step into that new version of you just know that like there's going to be new people there's going to be new experiences and that's just like the evolution of life I feel like especially in your 20s, mm-hmm. your friend groups change a lot. Yeah. Your priorities change a lot. You change a lot. That's just part
0: of life. Change is constant. Change is constant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good note to end on. <laughs> All right. <gasps> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun recording with you. Love your friends, Sion. And Autumn.